You are listening to episode 63 of the Competent Coaches Podcast, the one where we're going to learn how to dance with disappointment, my friends. Let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my confident coaches. How's everybody doing out there? Before we dive in to today, today I'm going to be sharing with you lessons from my failed launch. I'm also doing this at the same time where we in the United States have just had what can only be described as a domestic terrorist attack on our U.S. Capitol. So I am very aware of all of that that is happening that is not what this episode is specifically about. We are going to be talking about disappointment. We are going to be talking about, you know, taking action when when you feel terrible, but in an entirely different circumstance. And so I just wanted to let you guys know that I personally am still processing everything that has happened. I do have some very strong opinions and a voice on what's happened and my views as to my role as a thought leader are definitely shifting There probably is more to come from that. And I just wanted to acknowledge you and acknowledge us as humans doing the work of helping other people see their thoughts and feelings while we ourselves are having them. And so I just want to offer to everybody out there, I'm talking about disappointment today and lessons from failure and has nothing to do with what's going on in the world, though it was all happening at the same time. And just as just a gentle reminder that even as life coaches who get that our thoughts create our feelings, we are still humans. And to just, I'm going to be sharing a lesson in allowance today. It's, again, not in direct relation to what's happening in our world, but just to allow, allow the humanness that we have, allow yourselves to feel the less comfortable emotions, the painful emotions that are coming up from what we are thinking about what's happening in the world, to honor your humanness, to allow for these things that I see you, I hear you. And I'm just sending you my love today and always. I hope you know that always, but especially today. I just was very aware that I'm the whole idea that this podcast, even before the events at the Capitol happened last Wednesday, this was going to be what this podcast was going to be. It was going to be about learning how to feel disappointment and be upset by what's happening. And so I was like, is it going to be weird that I'm not talking about the very real world events that are going on out there? So I just wanted to make sure that you all knew. I see you, I hear you, and I invite you to honor your humanness as I see and honor your humanness and myself. And so as I do go into today's podcast, what I'm sharing with you is the short story, (laughs) the couple word story. I had a failed launch. My launch sucked. It failed. Did not go as planned. And ultimately, it might be the best thing that could have happened. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So. It's really funny because 
as a confident coach and as a former people pleaser and as the gold star getter and as that former teacher's pet, the idea of doing anything less than perfect, that still runs in my veins. There's a reason why I am the confidence expert for coaches in the life coaching industry because I have walked this walk. I have done this work myself. I am really, everything that I create, I'm creating for me first and then I just teach you guys. And so really understanding that I've never had a launch not work in my favor. I've never not hit it out of the ballpark. I've never not met my goal. I've never not, I mean, could it have always been more? Could it have always, you know, can I always expand myself? Sure. But I've always gotten B pluses or higher. (laughs) right? And this wasn't that. This was not that at all. So first, I'm going to start off with the facts, all right? Like, like, let's start with the facts, ma'am, right? Let's start with the circumstance, because I can tell you I had a failed launch, but ultimately, by the end of this podcast, I think we're all going to agree that I didn't fail at all. I had an alternate title for this. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Lessons from My Failed Launch or Dancing with Disappointment. That's kind of a fancier name, but that's ultimately what I learned how to do. And there's no way that this is a failure if I had that kind of growth. But let's really break it down. What are we talking about here? So I had a launch just in the past couple of weeks. The idea here is that it was, I'm going to sell in December my group that starts in January and January of 2021. And in 2021, I'm going to have four groups, January, April, July, and October. So that means I'm going to be selling four times in January. I'll be selling in March for the April group. I'll be selling in June for the July group. September for the October, and I'll be selling in December for next January. At least that's the plan right now. I'm still meeting with my $2 million, my brand new mastermind with my coach next week. Any of that might be changed, but that's what I'm bringing to the meeting as my plan. So all of my January 2021 class, which just started this week, all of those sales, the plan was for all of that to be in December of 2020. That was all December 2020 revenue. That was not 2021 revenue. So that was the plan. I had 13 emails written in advance following my coaches. I know this is going to sound funny. Following her nine email sequence that she taught us, I created 13. So basically, I took her basic nine and then I just kind of added a couple more for the, hey, you know, the doors are closing kind of thing. I had the dates planned in advance. I had the emails written in advance. The day I was opening applications, was the day my podcast interview with my coach was coming out on her podcast. Like, hello, it was practically like an open invitation to join, right? I was so excited. I also did a couple of other things. I did make some changes from previous times. I did a shorter launch window than I previously had before. So the application was actually open for fewer days than in previous launches. I did not include specifically a training or, you know, live events or a webinar leading up to it or as part of it. I added a video to the application process. There was no sales call. I had eliminated the sales call in the previous launch, but I fine-tuned the application process a little bit. I also added something to this group. I added a two-day event to this 
mastermind. You know, every mastermind, I've kind of added a little bit of something or I fine-tuned something. I'm always looking to make each next class be that much better. And so I added a two-day event at the front half. That's actually what has already happened. I'm talking to you the day after the end of my very first two-day event. That's not what I'm going to talk about today, but I did do my first two-day event and that's when I'm recording this now. Our first call actually isn't until next week. So I added that because I doubled my price. I went from a $5,000 mastermind to a $10,000 mastermind. I also doubled my goal. I sold out all of my masterminds last year at 10-person masterminds, and I sold more than 10 spots for every single mastermind last year. I think with the exception of the first one, the very, very, very first one, which I technically sold the December before in 2019, I had nine spots there. So I was pretty excited. I had a great Thanksgiving. I went into that first week of December like, this is as good as done. I got lots of group coaching. I did lots of peer coaching with my peers, looking for, you know, where where was my my doubt and my thought doubts? Where were my gaps in belief, right? So I went in feeling pretty damn good. Not gonna lie to you. I felt really good. I really did. So it was a little bit of a shocker. Okay, it was a lot of bit of a shocker. When I launched, and I didn't get any applications that first day. And in fact, the first thing I heard back was somebody that I had spoken to a couple months before sent me a message. So the first response I get is not a series of applications flying through. Normally, I would get three to five applications that first day. That's been my, everything in the past had told me, expect applications to start coming in. People have been waiting, right? but I don't get an application. You want to know what I got? I got a message that said, I saved $5,000. I was going to join. And then you doubled the price. Why did you do that? (laughs) Please explain to me why you would double the price. I have saved my money to join at the lower price and you doubled it. She didn't say, how dare you? She wasn't mean in any way, but the first message I heard was that right out of the gate. That, my friends, might have begun to show me the cracks in my belief because I did not have the applications come in the way that I planned. By Christmas, which was when the doors were supposed to be closed, I had five applications and only one person signed up. So my original plan where the doors were closed and everybody was enrolled by Christmas so that I could spend that whole week after Christmas getting welcome gifts mailed and I could spend all of that week and the following week planning my first ever two-day event. But by Christmas, I had five applications and one person signed up. And it was a little rough. I'm not going to lie. That's not the way... I had planned. Now, after Christmas, over that Christmas weekend, I did have one more application come in, and she did sign up by the end of the year. So I technically ended the year. That that next one didn't come in until the week after Christmas. But I did get one more. So I ended the year with two. So let's talk about this. My goal was 20 at 10,000, and I had two. (laughs) Friends. Oh, can we talk about it? Let's talk about it. Like, 
the shit whole place I went into. Did I whine? Did I cry? Did I throw a pity party? Did I think it wasn't fair? Oh, hell yeah, I did. Oh, of course I did. This isn't working. Who was I to think I could do this? Maybe I'm not that great in the first place. Maybe I'm not all that. Maybe people don't actually want to work with me. I'm supposed to start in the $2 million group in a couple of weeks. I can't possibly go there now. It's a virtual event, but I was like, I can't possibly show up to that meeting being the only person with the failed launch. By the way, I have no idea if that's true, right? This is just everything my brain was telling me. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't help other people. This is miserable. And then, and then, can we talk about, can we please talk about how terrified I was to communicate with the two women who did pay me? That to me was the worst part because if nobody had signed up, nobody had to know. Nobody had to know. If nobody had signed up, then no one would have known. I could have just been like, all right, so anyway, next up is going to be April. Like, no one had to know. But here were two women who were going to know. They're going to know when they show up to the first meeting and there's just like one other person there. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you how mortified I was. Oh, I'm practically in tears, like laughing tears right now, thinking back to that weekend where I was like, oh my God, they're going to fire me. They're going to ask for their money back. They're going to say, um, you told us this was going to be a group of 20 and there's two of us. Where is everybody? I don't want to work with a coach who sucks. I don't want to work with a coach who can't fill her own group. What are you going to teach me? You can't possibly teach me anything if you can't sell out your own damn group. All of the things I was thinking. In fact, as soon as you enroll, you're supposed to get an invitation to the Facebook group because there's a private Facebook group that comes with a mastermind. And so then you, you know, you get immediate access to the member site, which houses all of the confidence tools and all of my video modules and the workbooks and all of that fun stuff that's online. But you also get immediate access into my Facebook group. Poor Heather. The one person who signed up before Christmas, she she was in like, you know how when you sign up to join a Facebook group, but you need approval? She was in that like approval hell for like two weeks. I wouldn't let her into the group because there was no one else there. And I was so mortified by what she would think about it. Oh my gosh. Poor Heather. Heather, this is a public apology. <laughs> For the fact that I was like, thank goodness Heather's here. Oh my gosh, Heather's the only one. (laughs) So here's what happened. I continued to get coaching. Okay, so this is where we're going to move into the lessons. Because I think you're going to be surprised to find out that I did not end up at two members. So I will tell you exactly where I ended up, members-wise and cash-wise, and how it all went down. But these are the lessons that I learned that you need to hear, okay? Because you will have launches that don't work. You will do everything you think you will have supposed to have done. Is that correct English? I don't even know. And you will plan the webinar perfectly to a T. You will get Facebook ads running. You will look at your copy and be like, damn, that's good copy. (laughs) You will get the peer coaching. You will think you have had it all figured out and you'll put it out there and you will fall on your face. And will you have what you need to get up and keep 
going? Will you have what you need to not stay down? I'm getting ready to show you right now what I needed, what I did, how I used the very tools I teach my Confident Coaches Mastermind members, how I used those very tools myself on myself. And that's how I was able to keep going and how I did not end up at two right now. Does everybody want to know? I will tell you by the end of this where we ended up, okay? All right. So lessons. Number one, it's never about the price for them. It's never about the price for them, okay? Because here's what I did. I will get into this a little bit more in a five or six of these lessons learned. So I will go more in depth into one of the lessons that I learned. I did end up coming up with a three-day training I'd never done before. I, I created one over that weekend of Christmas. I put it out there. It was registration only. And I did a three-day training that I created. I will talk a little bit more about what that was exactly. And I put it out there. And you know, people were in there. And I decided to remove that price obstacle. So it was supposed to be $10,000 pay in full. And I was like, okay, I'm going to test something. I didn't think it would matter. I really didn't think it would matter. But because I had people telling me and I had people applying saying, I can't do the 10000 in full if you could do payments or if I could, you know, I was prepared to pay the $5,000. So I decided to test this. I removed the obstacle. I ultimately decided to charge $10,000. I gave an option, pay $5,000 to start, which was the price of my mastermind all of last year. I never offered payments when it was $5,000. It was always $5,000 pay in full for a full year. And I sold out, more than sold out every single group. So I'm going to make it practically the same because I would say about a third of my application said, you know, if I can't get in this group, then how about April? So I said, great, how about this? Pay 5,000 now, pay the balance by April, which would be like paying in full by April. This is what the people were telling me they wanted. No one took me up on that, friends. Now I did get a couple of applications after I announced that. And then here's the interesting thing. I did get a couple of applications after I announced that. None of the people who applied beforehand that told me it was the price that was the problem took me up on that offer after I announced it. I made sure I personally sent every single person who applied and told me that that was their obstacle. I personally sent them all a bomb bomb video and not a single one of those people took me up on it. It's never about the price for them. I guarantee it. I tested it and put it out into the market and it proved the point we always hear. It's never actually about the money. It's always about their belief. It's always about whether or not they think they can actually do it. They will tell you it's the money. It's not. I removed the money obstacle. All of those people told me it wasn't that they could pay me $10,000, but maybe they would wait until April. And I gave them that option. Pay me five now. Pay the balance by April. None of them took me up on it. I did get a couple more applications in, but even let me tell you about those applications. So then I realized, oh, now I have a couple people applying. They're going to take me up on this $5,000 upfront option and pay the balance. Okay. 
And then I realized that here's poor Heather and Jackie who've signed up at $10,000 going like, why should anybody pay me $10,000 in full if I'm going to give you the payment option, right? So I decided, okay, how about this? I'm going to add six one-on-one sessions with me, six half-hour sessions with me if you pay in full. Can I tell you that all but one All but one of the people who applied after I announced the payment option took the payment option. In fact, one of the people said, I'm going to figure this out. Here's 5,000. If I can get you the other 5,000 in a couple of days, can I have those bonus sessions? Only one person still only paid me $5,000 up front. Everybody else figured out how to pay in full because they wanted those six bonus sessions with me. It's never about the money for them. It's never about the money for them. That lie right there, if it was cheaper, it'd be easier to sell. I can't raise my price because people won't pay me more money is a lie. I tested it and I proved it to be so just right now. But it is always about the price for us. For me, it was about the price. So here's the thing, my friends. I wasn't sold on the $10,000. I didn't get coaching on why that $10,000 price increase was the best thing for my clients. I was not so solid in my belief that this was the best possible thing that I could offer and the best possible price. And I was not prepared to work with fewer people. I should have been prepared. I'm going to raise my price and I'm going to be so firm in my price and I'm not going to need anyone else to validate my price that I would be totally fine if only five people apply. But I wasn't. I was looking for them to validate my price increase. And when they didn't, I freaked out. I had all of those whiny worry. See, I knew it. I, you know, that, that whole like pit of despair emotions that I was in. Because I wasn't. I was still looking for them. So lesson learned, coach yourself so hard on your price and why it is the best thing for your clients. Not why it's the best for you, but why it's the best thing for your clients and how you're going to deliver at least twice as much value, not stuff, but actual value to match that price. So when I was selling a $5,000 program, I wanted to make sure that I was, you were receiving $10,000 of value. And so if I'm going to sell you a $10,000 program, I want to make sure you're going to get a minimum of $20,000. I actually running models on $25,000. You're going to pay $10,000 for a $25,000 program. And what would that look like? And what kind of value would I need to provide in order to do that? I hadn't done that work right there. It's never about the price for them, but it's always about the price for us. We're the only one that's hung up on our price. Okay, so if it's not about the price, then what was it about it for them? The first lesson, it's never about price for them. It's always about price for us. Make sure you're getting coaching on that pricing. Make sure you are sold and that you are willing to work with fewer people because you believe so firmly that that is the best possible price at the value that you are delivering. Okay, so the next thing that I had to do is I had to go into some of the very coaching I coach my clients on all of the time. What is their model? Their action line was not applying when they were telling me they were interested. Their action line was applying but not taking me up on the offer when I removed all the obstacles I could possibly think of. Why weren't they applying? 
This is where we are going into their mind. Now, remember, I still threw that pity party. I threw one hell of a pity party. There was even a couple of days my husband came home from work and I was like in a pit of despair wrapped up in blankets watching Bridgerton on the couch. (laughs) He was like, I do not know what is happening over here, but you got to get this fixed. Just like Christmas time, sister. Like I threw a pity party, but as soon as I got out of my head, Then I could get into their head, run the model where their action is not what you want them to be doing. What is creating that for them? If I fully believe that I have something of value to offer and I know people want what I have to offer and I know that they would happily pay me for it, what's the disconnect there? What are they thinking? What are they feeling that has them not signing up, that has them not applying, that has them not signing up for that consult call? And then go answer those thoughts, answer those problems for them, okay? Like run the model where I believe people want this, but they're still not taking me up on the offer. And that's when we can start to find the obstacles. So that's the next lesson. Once you solve for what's happening on their thought line and what's happening on their feeling line, then you can start to address those. By the way, my original email sequence was 13 emails. It ended up being 33 emails. Because I started doing this work right here. Okay, now some of those emails were emails to talk about the brand new training I hadn't created. They weren't overt sales emails, but I would say in total probably about 33 emails as opposed to the original 13. (laughs) It's because I did this next step. How can I remove their obstacles? What are the models that they have where the action line is not taking you up on your offer? And they'll start answering those. They're thinking it's too much money. So I came up with a bunch of new concepts because of this. If it's too much money, I I realized that so many people, that they had the idea that they have a hobbyist and a debtor's mentality as opposed to a business owner's and investment mentality. So I spoke to that obstacle. I spoke to the, you don't have the money now. What's your plan for having the money for the next launch? Okay. I'm not sure if this solves my problem. I'm not even sure what my problem is, right? So, okay, if they're following me and they're signing up for the free training that I created and they're telling me that they love everything I have, but they're still not signing up, what's the thing? Maybe I'm not addressing what their real problem is. Maybe they don't know what their real problem is. So I wrote a couple of emails about that. Okay. A couple of people, they're thinking I've already invested. It's not even so much about the money, but they haven't done the work they already have invested in. So I wrote emails about that too, right? Why haven't you done the coaching that you've already invested in? Why didn't the other programs that you've invested in already work for you? Let's go create those models. I communicated quite a bit directly one-on-one with people who are reaching out to me. Go run this model right here. One of the people who is in right now, Darren, it's because I told him to run that model right there. He's like, well, I've already invested in all this stuff and I really should probably do that too. And I'm like, okay, put all of that aside. Let's run this one model right here. Where's the model where your A-line is not following through on the coaching you've already received? Whatever that thought and feeling is, it doesn't matter what you do until you get that thought and feeling cleaned up. That's going to always stay with you. That's why you need to be in the group so we can clean up that thinking. By the way, he's in. <laughs> all right. Okay, so then the last obstacle that I came up with is they're not really sure what they're getting, right? Like, they like me, they like Amy, they like my stuff. Why aren't they paying for me? Maybe they just don't see the value of paying me $10,000 for my program. 
So that's when I went to work on my brain. So I spent some time in their head, and then I spent some more time in my head. I had to ask myself, how can I explain confidence, obstacles to confidence, and what it's creating for you? How can I explain that simpler and clearer than I ever have before? And that's where the free training came up. That's where I created the confidence solution training. I created a training I'd never created before over that Christmas weekend. It was like a mixture of Bridgerton and pity party and creation and a brand new training and coaching I'd never done before. (laughs) All right. So I had to go, okay, if they're not sure what they're getting and they're not sure if my program solves their problem, what's going on in their head? And this is what I did. What is it that I coach the most on for my people? And how can I make that even simpler than I've ever made it before? And because I was willing to ask myself those questions and not make two people signed up mean anything was wrong with me, I was able to create concepts that did not exist before Christmas. This is probably like the thing that is most exciting to me is because I didn't make it mean anything about me. I created a training and I simplified my process and I addressed the very things that they were sitting in doubt in. And I was able to do it over the course of that week between Christmas and New Year's. I came up with a confidence coach solution where I taught them, I boiled my five steps. I made them even simpler by creating three steps, how to unbelieve, how to believe, and how to decide. I asked, what do I coach on the most? I coach on a lack of confidence in three areas, in marketing, in selling, and in coaching. I talked a lot about that in the confidence scale last week. So that's what I did. I took the confidence scale. I had them measure their confidence in those three areas on the day that we started. I taught them over the course of three days how to unbelieve, how to believe, how to decide. I had them measure their confidence again so that they could see the noticeable yet temporary shift in confidence and stressing to them that working with me over six months would make that a permanent shift in competence. Now, did that sales training go off without a hitch? Did that free training that I'd never created before? I literally announced the training before Christmas, created it on Saturday, wrote the workbook on Sunday, and started the training on Monday. So I like, yes, I could definitely improve on that in the future. But because I was willing to get out of my pity party, go into their head and figure out what their obstacles was, were, was, I was able to create a training to help address those obstacles. 300 people signed up for my training. And I had two people in my program? Uh-uh. I don't think so. <laughs> this is where the last two lessons that I learned, and it is probably the most important thing that I learned that will set me up for scaling my business to a million dollars this next year. I had to learn how to feel disappointed and not try to jump into more comfortable emotions. I had to learn how to dance with disappointment. I was disappointed when I realized that I wasn't really needing to wallow in my shame and and wallow in a pity party. I still was disappointed that only two people were signing up for my program when I had wanted 20, when I would have taken 10 and been damn happy. 
yes, I was disappointed. And I realized that the way that I've always taught the emotional scale, it's in my step two. It's in, I've got a module on it. I've got it in my workbook. It's part of my second step, which is embracing discomfort. I realized that I had been coaching people to learn how to live in discomfort and work through it so that I could get to more comfortable. This launch taught me that the goal is not to get back into the positive emotion, but instead I had to learn how to feel disappointed and still shine while feeling disappointed. And it was a dance. The disappointment would pull me down sometimes, but then I would let it swing me back up again. It stayed with me the entire time. If I admit to you even right now as I'm recording this, I still feel disappointed by my final numbers because it wasn't what I originally set out to do. It's still there, but I still created an amazing launch and I have an amazing group of people that are joining me. I created an amazing two-day event. I created an amazing training. I was able to learn how to dance with the disappointment appointment, that it was with me the entire time, but we ebbed and we flowed in it. And I learned how to thrive while feeling disappointed. And I learned how to shine while feeling disappointed, to allow it to be in the room with me and to move with me, but not stop me. To catch myself starting to go into wallow pity party. And then sometimes I wasn't feeling pity party. Sometimes I was feeling just kind of resigned, like it's okay. So I only signed two. Let's run the evaluation and we'll try again next time. And then into, no, people want this. I've always sold out this program. Let's go find those people who want it right now. Disappointment was with me the entire time. I never coached myself out of it. But that wasn't a problem. I learned to coach myself where it could be there and I could realize the disappointment of the circumstance. Not only did it not have to stop me, but I could still shine and thrive in that disappointment. If there is a lesson here that relates to all the other shit going on in the world, it's that one right there. That the negative, the less comfortable emotion can be with you. You can dance with it, but it doesn't have to shut you down. You can still thrive and shine even when it's there. That is the biggest freaking lesson I learned right there. That's what's going to help me scale this business even farther. And I want to offer you this. Because that happened, because I had to experience that, because I was willing to experience that, because I allowed myself to throw the pity party, pass through resignation and resigned, and move into committed to what I said I was going to do for you and for me, I am now a better coach to my current clients, the people who've been in my program for three to five months or however long at this point. They are getting up. I'm a better coach today than I was a month ago because this launch happened this way, because I learned how to dance with disappointment, because I learned how to go into their head and figure out what their problems were and figure out how to solve them while I felt like shit on a week I was supposed to be on vacation. (laughs) right? Because I allowed myself to experience it, but still stay in a committed energy to myself and to them, I was able to solve so many more problems, create so many more concepts that didn't even exist before Christmas time that they exist now. I was able to do all of that. That really is our work as human beings, isn't it? To be able to feel the negative emotion that is what like... I wanted 20. I had two. I had 300 people in a training. 
I wanted 20 of them, less than 10%, and I only had two. How was I going to solve for that? That was disappointing. Let me feel the disappointment and still let me figure it out. That right there is probably the biggest lesson I can share with you. The last lesson I'm going to share with you is I think I finally learned what it really meant to oversell. I've been trying to be confused about my coach teaching me how to oversell for a solid year. I learned what it meant to oversell, to keep going. When I said the doors were going to close on Monday and I kept those doors open up until this weekend, I signed the last person like the day before. I I was sending her workbook to the FedEx by her house. (laughs) She picked it up on the lunch break of our first day of training. I was selling all the way through that first day. And I'm not entirely sure that there's not one or two people who are still going to squeak in the door by the time our first coaching call starts next week. I'm doing this evaluation as if that's not happening, but I'm not entirely sure that that's not possible too. There's still a few floaters out there. I really learned what it meant to oversell. I went from 13 to 33 emails. I had people in my email list unsubscribing saying, holy shit, woman, this is too much. I like, this is too much sales. I can't do anymore. I'm going to need you to stop. And you know what? I don't need you to stop. I'm out of here. I kept selling. I kept selling past the point of comfortable. I kept selling when I thought I'm being too much. I kept selling when I thought they've already heard this. I kept selling when I thought they don't want to hear from me one more time. They know, but maybe they don't know. I learned what it really means to oversell, to keep reiterating, to keep putting myself out there, to stay committed to my goal while feeling disappointed. All right, my friends. And so now I know I am probably this week and next week kind of chilling out a little bit. My brain really did some hard, hard work. I'm already showing up better for my current clients. I already have a brand new mastermind class, the January class, that two-day event originally was added so that I could feel better about my price. But once I realized, remember point number one, it's never about price for them. It's always about price for us. How was that two-day event the best thing for them? Not because I needed it to make my $10,000 price feel better, but because it actually would serve them better. I did that work over the weekend, and that two-day event ended up not being what I thought it was going to be, but it ended up being even better, and it ended up being exactly what those people needed. And by the way, speaking of those people, I would like to welcome the nine new members of the January 2021 class. Eight women and one man, the very first Confident Coaches Mastermind man, nine coaches. I went from one by the deadline to nine by the time we started. I went from two by the end of the year to nine by the time this podcast is being recorded. Here's another lesson here, side lesson here. My clients, Confident Coaches, if I've told you this once, I've told you this a million times. You don't have to let the goal go just because the deadline for it passes. I did not hit my income that I had expected for December. But those sales came in the first 10 days of January. Do you think I'm disappointed by that? Oh, hell no. If I had stayed and just resigned and just kept it at two, I wouldn't have got those additional seven people. When we say, when you hear coaches tell you, when you hear mindset coaches and business coaches and sales coaches tell you, set the deadline for a guideline but you don't have to stop believing that the people are coming just because the deadline has passed. 
Thank goodness I didn't stop believing because I have seven more coaches who are working with me right now and they don't have to wait till April to get their mindset shit figured out. They don't have to wait till April to figure out how they're going to pay for this. They don't have to wait till April to decide, is this really what I need? Am I worth it? Is this ever going to really happen for me? They're working on that now. Thank goodness I didn't give up on me and thank goodness I didn't give up on them because they are in the doors right now because of that. This is proof positive that it's never about the price for them. It's only about the price for us. It's proof positive that the way to solve people taking you up on your offer is to get into their head and get out of your head. This is proof positive that you can stay committed to your goal, that you can thrive and shine while feeling the discomfort of doing the work. And this is proof positive that you can't sell too much to the people who want what you have to offer. Oversell, my friends. Believe you can do it. Proof positive that dates are our construct. I am not upset at all that I made $70,000 in the first two weeks of the year when I wasn't planning on making any money until March, right? Nope, not at all. I'm feeling pretty damn good, sisters. All right, my friends. So this was a little bit longer today. I didn't do any of this off of a script. I don't know if you could tell that, if you could feel the difference of that. I just had my points, but I'm... So excited to share this with you because ultimately, lessons from a failed launch, this is the best launch I've ever done. Can you tell? I couldn't be happier now. I'm a better coach. I'm a better salesperson. I have more confidence in myself because this did not go the way that I planned. Listen, like if ever there was a case study of you're going to use what I teach you inside Confident Coaches at literally every step of your business, this is it right here. I had to lean on my belief. I had to feel discomfort. I had to go to future Amy and figure out what she was doing and what did I know and what was I sure of. I had to learn how to use my Gigi brain. I had to figure out how to have my own back and stop trash talking myself. And I had to figure out how to keep going and evaluate and figure out what I could do different and what I could do better. I used all of my five steps And now nine coaches are working on their shit with me now. All right, my friends. So with that, the next group starts in April. And I got a lot of y'all telling me you're saving up money. I don't necessarily believe you, but let's get you in there. (laughs) Because I learned it's never about the price on your end. It's always about the price on my end. That's what I love the most. The program now is so much better than what I was selling when I first opened the doors. Confident Coaches is already better because I went through this. The two-day event is already better because I went through this. The lessons I'm teaching my clients, the way I'm teaching it to them, how I've simplified it, it's already better because I went through this. I'm a better coach now than I was a month ago. And everybody who works with me this year is going to receive the benefit of my quote-unquote failed launch. Do not be afraid of failure. Competent Coaches Mastermind teaches you how to experience failure. And you can know right now, like let the world know it's because the person who's teaching it has experienced it herself and not only survived, but thrived. And I can teach you how to do the same. All right, my friends. Oh, remember, I can't wait to see what you create in this world. I can't wait to see what you create in 2021. Don't forget to love each other out there, my confident coaches. Don't forget to be human and be kind and show love to one another and stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. And remember, until next week, let's go do epic stuff. 
Hey, coaches, it's Amy. Real quick, I have an update for you. Guess what? So last week, I recorded this a week ago, and I was feeling pretty good. I was happy with those numbers. I mean, considering where I was at the end of the year and where I ended up, I was feeling really good. But I woke up Saturday just a couple of days ago, and I said, what if I sold that 10th spot? Now, granted, I had doubled my goal and had hoped for 20, but my goal all last year was 10 spots, and I sold all of them out except for the very, very first one where I sold nine, right? What if I sold this one out too? What if I took that original 10 number and I sold this one out too? So here's what I did. I didn't immediately offer it. Instead, I went to the mat. I went to the paper. Pen and paper, I cleared out my head. How is this the best thing for this one person? How is this the best thing for the people who are already enrolled? How is this the best thing for the program and the group as a whole? I went to work on that. And by Sunday at 1 p.m., I had sent out an email and a post to the Facebook group from just a couple of weeks ago that essentially said, listen. I got one spot. You want it? And then I laid out some of the points that I had come up with in my self-coaching. I shared the wins from the people who already joined, and I put it out there. And then I sat in belief the rest of the evening. And guess what? By the end of the evening, I had an application and a video, and I've extended that invitation this morning. And just now, I got confirmation for our 10th coach and confident coaches mastermind. I'm sharing this to show you how the worst launch ever became literally the best launch ever. $100,000 in sales, $90,000 in cash, my single best launch, only because I was willing to get the self-coaching and the coaching and not give up and not throw my belief out the door because the original results weren't what I wanted it to be. That's the work, my friends. I can do it. You can do it. When you learn how to believe before you see and you don't make numbers and dates mean anything and you just keep solving the problems, you can and you will create what you want in this world. All right, my friends, go create epic stuff. Coaches, I have created a brand new freebie offer just for you podcast listeners. I created a brand new training called Stop Overcomplicating Confidence because I see my coaches do it all the time, make this confidence thing way harder than it has to be. In this free training, you're going to learn exactly how you overcomplicate confidence, what's creating that, and how to stop it. Here's the best part. All of it, less than an hour. Less than an hour of your time, you will feel more confident in less than an hour, right? Yeah, friends, this is the best training I've ever done. So visit amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift to get yours. Again, that's amylatta.com forward slash podcast gift. Go now and feel more confident in just an hour. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches Podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff.